We are live with another episode of the Event Buzz podcast by Purple Pass. If this is your first time tuning in, I'm your host, Savannah McIntosh. And on this podcast, we are talking about all things events. Getting insider tips, tricks, and insights from industry experts and professional event planners. Our guest today has spent years in PR and then as the Director of Marketing at Lincoln Center for the Performing Arts. Later, he and his partner opened an event marketing agency in New York, which down the road sold to Allied Global Marketing, and they then became Allied Experiential. Over the past seven years, they have gone on to produce award-winning consumer experiences and experiential campaigns for clients, including Netflix, Amazon, American Express, and other major brands. Our guest, Matthew Glass, joins us today to share his experiences in the industry, as well as their shift from live events to virtual ones, with insider tips on generating brand awareness and sales. Okay. Hi, Matthew. Thanks for coming on the show and taking the time out to join us today. Um, How have you been doing? Great. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Yeah, we're excited to talk to you today. And I, before we get going, let's just introduce yourself to the listeners so they know who's talking a little bit about what you do and maybe something about, you know, Allied Experiential and what the company does. Sure. Well, my name is Matthew Glass and I'm the Senior Vice President of Allied Experiential. And we are the event marketing division of Allied Global Marketing, which is a big uh, international uh, marketing agency. And um, we produce events and experiential campaigns live and virtual for uh, our clients. Um, and that encompasses a lot of different things, which is what makes it uh, an exciting uh, exciting job. Um, we're always coming up with uh, new and interesting ways of, um, of uh, bringing our clients to market, uh, whether again, that be live or, or virtual. Um, engaging consumers in all kinds of interesting ways. And we can talk a little bit about some of the ways we do that. And for the listeners that might not be aware, when you say experiential campaigns, can you just briefly describe to them, like define experiential and, and what what type of experience that is? Sure. You know, the, the terms change over the years. Yeah. It was, you know, it was, it was event marketing when we began, mm-hmm. uh, but um, it's it's expanded. So, it's really um, face-to-face and, you know, brand engagement. It's, it's, it's uh, our clients want to get in front of their customers. They want to, um, they want to sample their products. They want to, um, they want to create um, uh, some connection with their, with their customers and with their, their clients. They might want to um, drive um, viewership of a show. A lot of our clients are entertainment clients, a lot of the cable companies are Netflix and HBO and the film studios. So, you know, sometimes it's about generating, you know, buzz for a, uh, an upcoming program. Um, oftentimes PR um, and social media uh, now is a big um, KPI for these programs. Um, one of the one of the big, big goal, you know, um, is is generating as much awareness of something as much as it is um, putting products into people's hands um, and having them experience them. So, you know, it can take the form of of a big stunt in Times Square, you know, uh, or Mm -hmm. a tour that goes across the country, a a mobile tour, a pop-up store. 
something in the park, or, you know, um, at the beach. Any, anytime you see some some sort of promotional event happening, that's that's what we do. Yeah, and then we've all experienced that, like you said, anywhere at the mall, anything. Tell us a little bit about the company's journey this past year. I mean, since hands on, it's not really a thing <laughs> a thing right now. So I'm curious. So it has what you guys have has have been doing? Yeah, yeah. Words like hands on and face to face and one to one. I'm really really selling these days. I um, know. Yeah, so it's it's been a it's been a tough year for everybody in the event business, um, and uh, we've managed to to stay alive and you know keep our team team busy by uh, pivoting to virtual, which you know that's kind of the the word of the year is, is pivoting mm-hmm. throughout you know how to engage people online and and how to do it in a way that is you know entertaining and still. Um, you know, getting the message across. Um, we're we're lucky in the sense that um, we had a number of programs that were slated for last year, um, tours for brands um, that we were in the middle of, you know, we were going to be starting in the spring when this all hit in February, everything got pulled, but there was still an investment and a need to, to be out there for those clients. And so we had the opportunity to, um, sell in the, the, these uh, live stream events. So basically creating the event in an isolated private environment uh, without a crowd uh, and basically broadcasting it um, for people to tune in and experience it that way. Um, and uh, definitely a learning curve. And mm-hmm. um, uh, it's something that, uh, you know, after doing six or seven of these for different brands, um, is sort of now a new sort of um, offering that we have, you know, for, for the agency, you know, so it's now something that, you know, has its own value and in some ways, you know, it's got benefits that live events don't. Yeah. And so are you guys really just focusing and doing virtual events right now, or have you kind of started seeing a shift back to in-person experiences or ex- experiential, you know, campaigns or is you it know, just online? It's it's been it's been a, a, a weird roller coaster <laughs> following trying to find follow you know the guidelines you know for for safe live events um, you know between the differences in the states you know yeah. between the you know periods where the the virus seemed to be you know <laughs> up and then down and up and down and you know can't tell you how many times we you know say we'll be fine by June we'll be fine by September. oh yeah you know so. Mm-hmm. The, Planning has always been very difficult, but there were times, there have been times over the past year where we were doing uh, some retail events, some live events uh, with very controlled crowds um, and with all of the sort of COVID protocols in place. Um, One of our clients is Amazon, um, and there are Amazon bookstores around the country. And so um, one of the things that we have been activating over the past year, again, in certain markets at certain times, uh, have been these in-store um, events that we've been doing, and again, it's it's you know there's been a real learning curve, and we have experts now in you know all the uh, the health protocols that need to go into place. Oh yeah, there's so many, and like you said, every state is so different. It's crazy. I'm in Texas, right? Well, not right now, but 
I am living in Texas, but I'm visiting my family in California and it's just like two different worlds. So oh, yeah. I got Florida. I was in Florida. Florida's all oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's cra- crazy. I can see teams now having different, like a specific role now just for someone that's like going to be looking at all the laws and regulations and, and figuring out what works and what doesn't. It's very important also for our clients to know that mm-hmm. you know, if they're going to put their foot back in the water, to, you know, if they're going to start to get back to this, that they're doing it in a responsible way. Mm-hmm. You know, especially a client like an Amazon or, you know, a big company like that, you know, the, the last thing they want to do is create any sort of negative, um, mm-hmm. negative PR or to do anything that might cause some backlash, you know, so the real hesitancy to be the first ones back, you know, um, yeah. doing things. And I think that's a good tip too, um, for event planners out there that are trying to go back to in-person activities and events, I would say, like you said, be really hesitant, cautious, and do your research because it's better to take it slowly when you go back to things and, you know, become a super spreader. And then you have that negative um, reputation now, and then it's going to make it even harder to get back into yeah. the industry. It's funny, you know, consumers are much more willing to to do it, I think, again, depending where you are. But I, yeah. I, think, I think there's a real desire for live events from consumers. Or for the general public, you know, um, but the brands have to be extra careful, despite the, you know, the need mm-hmm. to sure that it's 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 safe. Um, yeah, I want to ask too when you guys did the, if you, <laughs> I mean, it's been a lot. I'm sure you've learned a lot, but if there were any like key takeaways that you've learned from your time when you when you shifted over from in person events to virtual events. It's it's really a different animal, you know. I mean, it's it's, nah. it's it's almost you know it's like producing an entertainment program. You know, it, it's um, it's been really interesting to see. You know, a lot of the programs that we've done, you know, it, a lot of it depends on the platform where you are. You know, I mean, if you're on Facebook Live, you've got a built-in audience, you know, built-in audience there, or you know, where you're gonna where where your show's gonna live or where your program's gonna live is is a big piece of it. Um, we we did most of our programs on Amazon Live, which um, is a is it's really a selling platform for vendors of, of Amazon. So okay. it's almost like almost like a QVC thing. At least that's how it's been used in the past. Mm-hmm. It's like you know for like unboxing products and things like that. So you, you know, so um, we had a platform that was very much tied into the to sale into retail. So almost like doing it in a store, you know, to do it on the Amazon.com. Uh, platform. So, um, you know, so the, the challenge was to make this, you know, entertaining to, to make it more, you know, make it something that you'd actually tune into uh-huh. versus a commercial, right? So we were in a very commercial setting. We had to make this, the challenge was to make this entertaining and to do something more. And so, you know, the first thing we did, of course, is to, you know, find celebrity, um, celebrity hosts. Um, celebrity guests, um, and oftentimes these were doing these out of celebrity homes or in their backyard. You know that was always a challenge too. You know the first one we did, we we brought them to a location because it was early on in the early on, and uh, um, we were able to to have some hosts in a studio. Again, you know, working through working through the unions and working through all the safety precautions um, 
of doing that, having limited staff and all of that. Um, and then uh, it evolved into being more of sort of multiple locations and multiple homes, you know. Um, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't sort of static. It wasn't a, a, a singular location. We were able to cut to talking heads in various locations and things like that. And, you know, part of it also is, is, and everybody's got Zoom fatigue, you know. So how do you how do you do this without making it look like just a Zoom? I know. You know? And you know, so you know, for us as as live event marketers, you know, we're all about the set, you know, and, and creating a really cool environment, you know, something that's really that you can you know, walk into and engage with. Right. So, you know, there were challenges of doing that, you know, so we would create kits or or packages and send them home because a lot of the a lot of the talent and the influencers and the people that we had, the experts that we had. You know, you, you can't really bring a crew into their house or build something out too elaborate, you know. Yeah. So it, it was you know, how do we how do we brand the space and make it interesting and, and you know Oh, so you set them kits. That's that's funny. Yeah, even lighting kits, you know, because uh-huh. you, can, you want you want this to look professional, but, yeah. you know, look different than just, you know, somebody in their backyard. So I mean, I'm sorry, in their home or whatever. So yeah. uh, that was part of part of the challenge. Um and, and one of the things that we learned, to, you know, we figured out how to do. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting when you're talking about like video, I just talked to this other girl, uh, um, this uh, social media expert. And it's funny because she obviously video is just becoming the best, like the most popular form of content right now. Mm-hmm. But we were talking about how when we do video, whether it's like ads or events, it has to be like you said, really captivating and it has to captivate your audience really fast because their attention spans, our attention spans are getting so bad. So like you said, you need to set up a good set or people are going to, it's going to look like a boring zoom call. Yeah. And you know, you know, some of these programs are an hour and 90 minutes long, you know, so that's a long time. And you know, yeah, it's, you don't expect someone to stay the whole time, but you certainly don't, you know, you need to, you need to hook them. You know, yeah, you need, you need to hook them and you yeah. need to keep them hooked somehow so that they're on, like waiting for that one thing that they're trying to see, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, the other the other thing is, you know, to keep it to keep it moving, you know, not be on a static, you know, one location. So it's it, that's it's a good a, point. It's interesting to see different locations. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, it's a combination of live stream and mm-hmm. video, you know, so, yeah, you know, we did an event for, for dog lovers, you know, for um, pet owners and, and you know, for dogs, uh, for Purina, for example. And so, you know, we were able to, uh, we did a contest where we got content from uh, consumers sent in, you know, dog videos, which everybody loves, right? You know, yeah. So we were able to, able to show that kind of content and mix it up a little bit. We also made a delivery of a donation to a camel and so, you know, we could take you outside. It's just that it was all sort of pre-recorded. That part was pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. But um, at least you're you're moving different sets and stuff. That's a good exactly. Point. So you know, it's visually it's a little bit more interesting. And you know, having different segments and saying this is coming up and you know, sort mm-hmm. of to the next thing uh, keeps keeps people captivated. And would you have any suggestions for people that maybe other events that are working with? celebrities or influencers for the first time i mean there's a lot that goes into that obviously yeah, yeah well celebrities are uh, their whole the whole thing and 
And honestly, some of their bigger influencers are, <laughs> if I could say, it's sometimes they're divas and prima donnas too, you know, so, you know, dealing with celebrities is a whole, mm-hmm. a whole thing, which of course we've always done for live events as well. But now you're talking about going into their homes and, you know, it, it, it um, we, we've, we, we've been working with uh, some, some people that this is what they do for a living is represent these, you know, uh, represent talent and, and, and work with them. But uh, they're so important to this and they're so important in terms of the relationship with the client, you know, um, and, and overall you need their, their goodwill and their, their blessing. And, you know, so making sure they're happy is a big, is a big part of this, needless to say. Um, mm-hmm. And oftentimes it's, you know, you're bringing their audience to, to this first, yeah. right? So you're starting off with a, you know, so whatever they're following is, whoever's following them is going to be your, mm-hmm. your core audience, you know. Like just influencers alone, like on Instagram and stuff, they, they bring, it's a powerful marketing tool, but it can be intimidating if you've never worked with them before, because you really don't know how to reach out, you know, where to start. Yeah. And I would advise absolutely. Um, you know, all of them have managers and agents, you know, yeah. even the big influencers do, you know, that, you know, um, so um, that's oftentimes how you're, you're getting them and making a deal with them. Um, you have to be flexible because you have to respond to their needs. And, you know, some of them want to be more involved in the content than others, um, you know, so mm-hmm. that's something to also, you know, think about before you engage them is, you know, how much are they going to be dictating the mm-hmm. the content or the messaging versus the, your client and the brand and things like that? Yeah, and I would say too, look at their audience is is and make sure their audience is the audience that you want to captivate as well. Absolutely, best of both. Yeah, and then and then you you know you you can cross over depending on how much brand integration or product integration you have because remember that's that's what's paying for this is, you know, these things are, you know, branded Mm -hmm. entertainment basically. Right. So there's, you know, if we're doing something about fashion or beauty, we're showing the product and we're talking about the product. I mean, so it's it's kind of a balance between that and, you know, yeah, sure. You know, anecdotes and things like that. So, you know, where does this, where does it become endorsement, you know, versus just being a host, for example. Yeah. Yeah, that was a question I, I I wanted to ask because influencers, celebrities working with them, it's a powerful marketing tool, but it, oftentimes it can be very intimidating, especially for new promoters. Because, like I said, you don't you don't know where to start, and like you said, sometimes they can be divas, or sometimes they can, they can be kind of hard to work with. So, so back to your guys's events, live the live streaming events, and when it comes to marketing live streamed events that can be i find that kind of tricky versus in-person events because i don't know it's hard to make it stand out from the rest i'm wondering if you have any suggestions when it comes to marketing a live stream event and pulling content from it you know standing out from everyone else in 2021 that is doing virtual events how do you how do you captivate an audience that's constantly being you know thrown yeah. all these ads of this event, this event. So I, I think that's one of the things that's come out of this and one of the key learnings even moving forward, you know, if we look if we look to the future and, and how these things are going to live on 
once we're back to quote unquote normal. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's definitely value here in doing these and, you know, um, the benefits of, you know, not only doing the live event, but the reach, you know, the pure reach of, of, of doing a live stream in addition to the, to the in-person event. So, um, so that's a that's a definite value, and I think these things will will continue. Um, in terms of marketing, I, I think one of the things that's coming out of this is that you know the world is just breaking up into smaller and smaller niche groups, you know, yeah. of, of people with you know particular interests, you know. So whether you're talking to like dog owners or um, you know people that read you know, people that read you know want to talk about books, book club, you know, or or you know, uh, fashion and beauty is, is a broader, broader one. But you know, s- sometimes these things are very targeted, and um, you know, you know, if you're marketing in a very broad way, yes, you're competing with everything. So the, the challenge is, you know, how do you reach that segment that you really want? You know, that's really most likely to to tune in and be most interested, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, you know, part of it starts with. If you have the budget to do it, and you can do it, is finding you know um, a, a celebrity or a, a, an influencer with a, a broad enough social ba- you know social media base to to bring an audience to it just based on their involvement. Mm-hmm. And and one of the things that if you begin dealing with celebrities or influencers, you know you're going to have to negotiate their promotion of the event in addition just to showing up. Yeah. Right. So, you know, how many how many posts are they going to do saying come tune in, you know, and then if you're on a, a platform like Facebook Live or Instagram or uh, Amazon, you know, it's it's using the platform to talk to people who are already there. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, or that are comfortable going to to those sites already, mm-hmm. you're not sending somebody from, you know, that's never been, you know, to a live stream before. So. You know, re- reaching out to those audiences, reaching out to those segments. Um, these programs all have all had PR campaigns and social media campaigns, getting different levels of influencers to promote the event in advance uh, are all are always yeah. driven. Yeah, that's a good point. It's crazy because whatever your marketplace is, however niche, there is someone out there, like there's an influencer that most likely matches your brand and and could easily help you. But it's just, I would say when, if you wanted to work with influencers, celebrities, either take your time out to do the research, make sure that's right for you. Make sure you know your audience and, and what you're willing to negotiate and everything like that, or, or take the easier route and they can work with you guys and (laughs) give you guys the work. You know, we we um, we recently did something for the uh, the NFL Players Association, um, which had an annual live event. You know, and, and this is this is happening all over the place. Where you mm-hmm. know, they're not just you know um, broad consumer promotional things, but even just talking to you know specific audiences or more sort of B two B or you know or, or to specific group yeah. of customers. You know, a limited number of customers. So you know. Um, that's an event that had been live for years. We had to figure out a way, you know, where, you know, you could virtually go room to room and interact with different people versus, you know, mm-hmm. uh, doing it in a live situation. So that was, you know, another, another challenge. And, 
you know, after doing it, I think they see that there's there's the opportunity to get a much, you know, um, mm-hmm. broader and, and do it in a different way. So uh, while I think it'll come back live, I think there'll still be uh, the opportunity to watch it uh, live stream. Yeah, I think yeah. I think after this, it's definitely we're going to see a lot of hybrid events because I've talked to other promoters who did not want to do virtual at all. And then they did it and they're like, wow, I'm reaching so many more people. My revenue's up X percent. Like, so I can see that continuing on. And I do think it's great. I think hybrid events are great, but I'm I'm ready for (laughs) in-person. I think everybody is. Eventually, one day. And it's going to be so weird because we're not really going to know how to... (laughs) that's funny i don't know but um i'm glad everything's working out for you guys and you're figuring it out just like the rest of us and thank you so much yeah i am thank you for taking the time to talk to me it was brief but um i had a great conversation great well i hope that's of some help and um if there's uh anything we can do to help anyone that's listening yeah uh, let us know yeah i will attach links to your guys's company and what you do so people can learn more. And if, if they want to just hand off the work to you, there you go. They'll well, have we're, happy, we're happy to consult <laughs> and provide whatever guidance we can. So thank yeah. you again. Thank you so much.